welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church or to hear the entire message, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today's message, Say Yes to Jesus. I will say this. Anybody afraid of spiders? Anybody like hate spiders, like with a passion. I know, I know, where's Alex at? I know, I know Alex hates spiders. I've, I've seen him scared like a little princess when a spider comes nearby. So I will say, yeah, this, uh, there was a spider. I panicked, but I think it's gone now, right? Uh, one time when I was, um, when I was in high school, uh, I have two terrible spider stories. And they, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, in the woods of nowhere, Florida, and so spiders were kind of a common occurrence in the house uh, just because you can't really do anything about them except for what you see here on the screen is burn the building down. But um, one, one time when I was sleeping, Alex, are you paying attention? Are you hearing this? One time when I was sleeping, I felt this across my face. And I, you know, you wake up and, you know, it's like it wasn't like somebody messing with me with a feather. I, I smacked myself in the face and it, true, it was a spider. Like one of those big ones that you see, you know, when you turn the light on and then they disappear and you don't know where they're at and you have to burn the house down. That's what was crawling across my face. Second spider story that I have was that in the middle of the night, one crawled into my ear. Into my ear. It was in there. And I woke up and I was, I was panicking. I didn't burn everything down, but I could hear every little move. How many legs they have? Like 25? Like every single move of a leg, I could just hear it because it was in my ear. And so I just very calmly waited because I knew that if I tried to jab, it would just be in there longer. This microphone is really throwing me off today. How about this? I'm gonna pinch it hard. How about that? But it was in there, it was in there and I wanted to like not panic and make it stay in there any longer. So I had to wait. I had to wait for that thing to just kind of decide, you know what, this is not where I wanna be. This is not where I want to lay my eggs and, and slowly crawl out. And not only just to the point where it was on the edge of my ear where you feel like, okay, I could get rid of it. I, had, I knew I had to wait until it was like here on, on my cheek so that it didn't run back in there. And so that was the most excruciating, like probably 20 minutes of my early adulthood. And, uh, and I waited for this spider to come by. But I was thinking about spiders because I'm reading this book, and when I say I'm reading this book, I'm not really reading this book. My friend Kevin uh, introduced the idea of audiobooks to me, and I've been crushing some books in 2018 so far, so thank you for that tip. Um, but there's this book that's called uh, Kill the Spider. So I was listening to that this week, and I thought, man, this is gonna be great as, a, as an intro to, to kind of talk about what we're gonna be talking about over the course of, of the month of January. And the idea and the principle is this that there are cobwebs in our houses, right? Sometimes we see the cobwebs, they'll form overnight, and we'll say, okay, we need to get that down because it's hanging from a light fixture or something. Um, But sometimes they're up in the corner and we don't really do anything about them because they're not harming anything, they're not in the way. Sometimes when we walk outside, anybody ever do this before? You walk outside and you go to the car and then like all of a sudden like your neighbors think you're crazy because you're like this, wiping your face, trying to get this, this spider web off of your face. And you do the most abnormal thing because that's just the only reaction you can when you have a cobweb in your face. <sighs> Sometimes the cobwebs collect dust because you can't reach them or you can't do anything about them. But typically, 
what we do is we remove the cobwebs that bother us. If they don't bother us, if they take extra effort, we leave them till another time until that spider crawls across your face. Then you're ready to do something about it, right? Exterminator is coming the next day because spider was on my face. Spider was in my ear. And so this principle of killing the spider comes for the idea that cobwebs in our life are not just the things that hang out in the corner of our house that we can't reach, but it's the sins and the things that, that we fall into time and time again, right? That cobwebs will start to grow or sin will start to happen in our life and we, we don't necessarily do anything about it. Uh, sometimes it's, it's an easy thing to try to clean up and we, we clean it up ourselves and, and, then, and then again, an, a, a little while later, a cobweb will reappear and, and then because the spider still exists, right? The root of the issue still exists and so we clean it up again and then maybe something else will pop up and then we clean that up again. And sometimes we have those hard things in our life that, that we, just, we, we know we can't touch so we're just not gonna even bother trying to address that situation and so it just hangs out there for a long time. But at some point, that spider is going to come creeping into your life where it's going to be on your face, it's going to be in your ear, and then you have to do something about it. And so, what do you do about it? You kill the spider. So the way that you kill the spider is, in, in this scenario is you focus your attention on Jesus and you try to grow in the Lord in that area in your life. If you're going through addictions, if you're going through depression, sometimes um, you, can, you can kill that spider by addressing the root issue. If you are, are, are envious of, of what the next person has or you're envious of, of this person and the family that they have or you're envious of the car that this person drives or whatever the case may be, you gotta kill that spider. Sometimes we get lustful uh, toward another person of, of the opposite sex and we want something that we don't have. You gotta kill that spider. I don't know what your thing is, but we all have things. I mean, that's one of the, the root things about Anchor Church is that we recognize the fact that we're not perfect. We're not perfect, but we don't celebrate the fact that we're not perfect. We celebrate the fact that Jesus was perfect and he makes us perfect. So for us to respond to the sin that is in our life, respond to the cobwebs, we don't just need to keep wiping the cobwebs up and wiping them up. We need to kill the spider. So how do you kill the spider? You practice better habits in your life. Prayer, Bible study. Spend time with people like you are here on a Sunday morning, but maybe even further than just sitting in chairs next to one another on a Sunday morning, but you start to build community with one another. You go and have a meal to, with each other. You uh, do a Bible study together. You learn more about each other and what each other uh, are going through. It's about building that relationship up with other people, that you can link arms with them. Before the service this morning, we linked arms today because I told everybody, listen, I, my mind is not really here right now. It is getting to the airport on time so they don't have to run through the airport like home alone, right? <laughs> like that's gonna be, you know, me in a few minutes probably. Thinking about what I might be forgetting right now. It's too late. <laughs> I can't go back home now. But we linked arms together as a church family and we celebrated what we have right here and right now. So I wanna encourage you in these days ahead, in this series, to say yes to Jesus.
to say yes to Jesus. Now, I wanna go over a couple things because, again, I have now eight minutes, okay? Uh, I'll tell you, this is gonna go by fast. I was not expecting it to, to go as fast as it is. But here we go. In Matthew chapter nine, verse nine, this is the call of Matthew. This is Jesus finding and searching and, and gathering his disciples. He's out, this is early in the ministry of Jesus, and he says, all right, I'm gonna ha- I need people with me. I need to have my crew with me. I need to have a, 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 a small number of people that I can trust, that I can spend time with, that I can do ministry with. And here's who I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose this tax collector. As Jesus went from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. And so he got up and followed him. He said yes to Jesus. Today, you may be sitting here and you say, you know what, I said yes to Jesus many years ago. I said yes to Jesus six months ago. I said yes to Jesus. I wanna have a relationship with him already in my life. I don't need to say yes to Jesus anymore. I wanna tell you, you need to say Jesus, yes to Jesus every single day. This pursuit, this relationship to be a Christian is to be a Christ follower. It is following him. It is saying yes to him. And there are different areas in your life that you need to say yes to him even more. And so the 21 days to change your life is simply this, is saying yes to him and saying yes to him in a certain area of your life that you know that you need to grow, that you know that, you know what, I've been cleaning up these cobwebs in my life for a very long time and I need to kill the spider. I need to torch the house. So when you say yes to Jesus in this scenario, it's saying, you know what? It's not gonna be about me in 2018. It's gonna be about Jesus. It's gonna be less and less of me and more and more of him. And the way that I can do that is I can participate in a Bible study. I may just read one Bible verse a day for 21 days, but I would encourage you to do that because it will help you. It will encourage you to take on even more because at the end of 21 days, if you're reading one Bible verse a day, I bet you could do more. I bet you could read a group of passages. I bet you could read a chapter. I bet you could get the audio book of of the Bible and listen to it. Don't get the informational one, though. That one's weird. Have you seen the informational for the Bible thing that reads? Uh, Don't get that. That's weird. So reading. What if you prayed for 21 days? What if you said, you know what? I'm gonna wake up five minutes early and I'm gonna pray for two minutes Whatever it is that's on my heart, whatever is on my mind. Nothing fancy, but I'm gonna pray. What if you did that for 21 days? I'd be willing to bet that it would change your life. See, 21 days, the idea is, and people would argue, psych- uh, psychologists, <laughs> psychologists would, would argue that 21 days is not necessarily needed to create a habit, but traditionally, 21 days, if you do something 21 days in a row, it will be a habit that is formed. So what if you committed? What if you said yes to Jesus? Yes, I will participate in prayer for 21 days. Yes, I will fast. Fasting is simply this. It's just saying, you know what? It's not about me. It's about Jesus and what he's doing in my life. It is about the self-control, that the food does not own me. I've done a fast before, not a complete food fast, but I got rid of sugar. I got rid of artificial sugars, which is really difficult, as you see my Diet Coke, and uh, I got rid of caffeine. No, I didn't get rid of caffeine, needed that. Um, uh, I got rid of, of meats. I got rid of anything that is basically artificial. So black coffee was okay because it's beans come from the ground. It, it was kind of a modified Daniel plan if you've ever heard of that. But I'll tell you what, I got hungry. I wanted, I wanted my hamburger. 
right? I wanted my Diet Coke. But every single time that I wanted one of those things, my self-control caught up with me and said, you know what? It's so much bigger than, than just having a Diet Coke because of my needs. I'm focusing on the Lord through this 21 days, and I, I, that's what it was. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not saying that you need to do that. I'm just saying here's something that you could do. Here's something that you could say yes to Jesus in 2018 about, that you would say it's not about me, it's about him. What if you participated in a small group? We're gonna have small groups. We're gonna have our anchor groups launched in February. What if you said yes to one of those? What if you said, you know, I don't feel weird about going to somebody's house and talking about Jesus and talking about the Bible? Well, what if you said yes to that? What would that be like? I'm willing to bet that it would change your life. Getting to know people, getting to share what is uh, hurting you, being willing to share what excites you. When we share these things with one another in a, in a comfortable and a safe environment, it is rewarding. So there are ways to say yes to Jesus and when we do it every single day, that's the best. So it may go beyond just the 21 days. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, right? Not make it about me, but make it about him. Must deny himself or herself, take up his cross and follow me. Now in other verses or other, uh, other, other passages, it says that this is a daily thing. Deny himself daily, take up his cross, and follow me. When we deny ourselves, what does that look like? It looks like saying yes to Jesus for 21 days. What does it look like to deny ourselves? It is not about me. It's focusing on him. And you may respond differently than you usually respond. You may look at things differently than you usually look at things. If your prayer is in the morning, hey Jesus, help me see the way that you would see. He may start to reveal that to you. That's the dangerous part about this prayer thing for 21 days. If you actually start to pray, hey Jesus, let me see how you see. Hey, let me care about people the way that you care about people. Let me uh, be a part of, of something big the way that you would want me to have to be a part of something big. Listen, I've said yes to Jesus and some amazing things have happened, but I've said yes to Jesus and some very difficult, challenging things have happened. Starting a church has not been easy. Leaving my family in one minute is not easy. But I've said yes to Jesus and I will continue to say yes to Jesus. There are times where it's very difficult to say yes to, for, to Jesus. But I've, I've begun to form these habits in my life that when I'm going through something very difficult, my only response is to pray. That when I'm going through something very difficult, he begins to speak to me because I've been reading his word. And because when we pray, we talk to God, but when we read his word, it's how he speaks to us. And if the more you read it, the more you know it, the more it's in your head, the more you can respond to what he is saying because it's, it's in here. A year ago, I did a 21-day fast that I mentioned, and it changed my life. And I'm gonna do it again when I get back from Kenya. 
because I believe that it's going to do even greater things in my life. So this year, I would challenge you to say yes to Jesus. If it's for the first time like Matthew did when he said, yeah, I'm going to follow you, sure. Then let 2018, let the first Sunday in 2018 be that day. But maybe you've had a relationship with him for a while, but you haven't said yes to Jesus in quite some time. Maybe you've been pushing him off to the side. Maybe you say, yeah, 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 I'll do that, but let me do this because, again, it's, it's more about me right now. I want to encourage you to say yes to him. Focus on him. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.